tour all night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, head over to patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos. There you'll see what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Once again, that's patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos to help us continue to make high-quality and Torytainment for you. Everybody. The European 2023 tour is just around the corner and we want to talk about it. Tori's added some exciting new cities to the mix and, just for fun, she shuffled the order of the old cities. So now we gotta replan, regroup, and yes, re-record! It's a brand new year, a brand new season, and a brand new era of tour all night. From ocean to ocean, to ocean to ocean too, we're your guide to everything tour. Well, almost everything. This is a brand new episode to commemorate a brand new addition to the tour schedule. Bremen, Germany with Saker Hines. Saker Hines is not from Bremen, nor is she going to Bremen, but I do so enjoy talking with her. And as I've always said, if you've ever been to a Tori Amos meet and greet, you recognize Saker from the back. So we had to have her on this patch of episodes at least once. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hello. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Oh boy, I'm so excited today to get into this episode because as everybody here I'm sure remembers, I took German for four years in high school and we finally made our way to Germany on the tour schedule. We are stepping into Deutschland for the first of six times this tour and we are landing in Bremen, Germany. And we're here to talk about it today with my lovely, lovely guest, Saker Bird. Hi, Saker. Hey. How are you doing? That <laughs> just caught me off guard that you called me Saker Bird. I love you, Saker Bird. Now, Saker is not going to Bremen, which I thought we have to insert her in the Bremen narrative. So here she is in the Bremen episode. What do you know about Bremen that we don't know that's keeping you from going to Bremen? Oh, well, my husband is going to come out to Amsterdam and spend a few days with me. And so I decided to skip Bremen so we could hang out in Amsterdam. Aww. Amsterdam is the 6th and the 7th of April, Thursday and Friday. And then we have a day off on the 8th and Bremen is on the 9th. And my question to you is, are you going to tell Tori when you make a request, do not play this in Bremen, please? <laughs> yeah, I should. Are, are you nervous about that? She's going to play all my requests in Bremen. What are your requests, Saker? Um, you know what? I don't know. I feel like I should give up on the Alamo intro. <gasps> I don't think she's ever going to do it. <sighs> if we have real meet and greets, I'm going to be like, okay, tell it to me straight. <laughs> give it to me straight, lady. Is there any chance this is ever going to happen or should I just give up all my hopes and dreams? Just tell her it's the only thing that got you through pandemic was that intro. Well, I told her that Upside Down got me through it. So oh, okay. I can't change my mind now, huh? That's true. Okay, we're here with Saker today because when I was searching, I have a friend who lives in Shortens, which is like a really small town in Germany. And we're going to be spending time with her like between Munich and Hamburg. And I thought, oh, I'll have her on for the Bremen episode because it's pretty close to Bremen, Shortens is. But she doesn't know anything about Tori. <laughs> she didn't want to talk on a podcast. So I thought, <laughs> let's ask Saker because we haven't checked in with you at all. We yeah. need to find out your tour plans. So tell us everything about what you're doing uh, on this European 2023 tour. 
Well, I think I'm doing nine shows, if I count it right. That feels like not very much. I feel like I'm doing a very small part of the tour. I mean, it's nine is a fantastic number. Like, let's not shake a stick at nine. But <laughs> Well, I had originally planned to do the whole thing, and I had tickets for everything back when it was first supposed to happen, and I was going to do the whole thing. And then when it got moved and everything got changed, then this time it's a little bit harder for me to do the whole thing. And also, I wanted to do more U.S. dates. Mm. And a girl only has so much PTO. Yeah, you're telling me. God. <laughs> I haven't even thought about that U.S. tour yet. It's overwhelming right now. Yeah. I'm just trying to make sure I'm able to live in Europe for a month <laughs> and go to the shows. Are you doing the whole thing? We're starting in Cambridge and doing Cambridge to the end, except for Oslo and Copenhagen. Everything else. Okay. Doing. Because I'd been learning a little French. And if we skipped Oslo and Copenhagen, we were able to spend like almost a full week in France. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's really nice. Romance. Yeah, that was originally what I was going to do, but because of when the kids are out of school, it makes it easier for him to come when we're in Amsterdam, so we're doing that. So, so you're doing London to Munich, except for Bremen. <laughs> except for Bremen. Except for Bremen, correct. Okay. And then, this is an important batch for you, right? What's your show count? Well, the London show is going to be number 100. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. First of all, I, I would have expected you at like 200 by now. I know. I feel like I have less than most people. I had kids for a long time. That makes it hard. You still have kids, right? I do, but they're old. Are they coming? Are they doing any shows? No. Not even the young one? Unfortunately. No, he said that he didn't want to. It was too loud. <laughs> oh, it was too loud? <laughs> yeah. He also says that he felt uncomfortable around all my friends. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I work with teens and sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just one of the kids. You know, like, we're all cool. We're all goofy. But no, they, they think I'm very, very old. One of them said 50. <laughs> 50? Yeah. One of, the, one of them called me a boomer. Oh, my God. I know. That's so rude. I know. Come on. <laughs> like, even to say 50. And Ephraim's like, how, how old are you now? Like, 35? Yeah. I'm 99 like your show count. <laughs> Okay, okay. Turning 100 on the day of London. That's true. So Bremen happens on a Sunday. So you're going to stay in Amsterdam on the Friday through the whole weekend and then just meet back up in Berlin? Yes. I don't remember if I'm going to Berlin the day of the Berlin show or the day before. But the day before is Bremen. So <laughs> Berlin <laughs> happens on Monday, April 10th. I think I might be going the day of the show. Okay, good. Well, I searched when my friend did not want to do the podcast. I thought, okay, well, I'll find someone. I'll do my like Twitter search, Tori Amos Bremen, see who's going to the show, make friends in Deutschland. And the only post I saw was from you because you're selling a ticket. <laughs> Tell the people. Yeah, I'm selling my ticket. And it's a really good seat. It's in fifth row. If you want to sit in the front row, I also have a Leon ticket for sale. <laughs> and Saker doesn't buy bad seats. No, my Leon ticket is fourth row and the Bremen ticket is fifth row. Yeah, so y'all need to buy your seats. They're great seats. Buy my seats. The Leon ticket is like 60 bucks, too. I know. The, oh, my God. They're so cheap, right? Like, that's wild. I know. Because how much was Copenhagen? Like 150? It was 180 because when I, yes, as oh I was looking, yes, it was 340. Me and Peter had a pair for Copenhagen. It was 340 total, which is, what is that? I guess 170. But it was. Yeah, that's insane. That is really, really ridiculous. <laughs> it's too expensive. I felt like ticket prices this time were a lot more, especially in the U.S. I don't know if you bought U.S. tickets yet, but I felt like I spent way more on tickets than I usually do. This year? in Oh, on the U.S. ones? Yeah. 
for the U.S. one especially. I accidentally spent $700 on a pair of tickets. Oh, I spent a lot of money on my London ticket. Well, it's your 100th show. Where are you sitting in London? Yeah. Second row, dead center. Slay. Slay queen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I spent a lot of money on them, though. but it's worth it. It's number 100. What's your thing that you're most excited about besides your 100th show? Are you excited about seeing your husband in Amsterdam? What are you excited about? Yeah, I'm really excited to having my husband come out and see me. And we're going to go see some windmills in the Dutch countryside. Gorgeous. And then we're hanging out too, right? Obviously. Obviously. We'll walk down the hall and there you'll be. (laughs) We were very generous with our spreadsheet because we love Saker. (laughs) That's inner circle. (laughs) Inner circle. And also, I'm really excited. This is kind of stupid and extravagant. But on my flight, I'm flying in first class and I've never done that before. I am. To London first class or round trip first class? Round trip. Shut up. I know. I spent a lot of money. How much more was it? And you don't have to tell us the exact price. I'm not. No, I'm not going to tell you. I'll tell you off the air. Okay. (laughs) I don't like people knowing my business. That's fair. That's why you're here. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're recording this. Right. So, wow. First class. I've never in my entire life dared to dream. I know. Me either. And I just got like a punch to do it. And I was like, maybe I'll do it. And I told my husband and he was like, yes, treat yourself. Oh, good old Steve. Yeah. Good good old Steve. Did that empower him to fly first class to Amsterdam? No, he doesn't care about stuff like that. He didn't even want me to get him the extra leg room scene. Oh, really? (laughs) What a good guy. He's very low maintenance. Okay. So talk to us about this trip. Is there anything else you want to hear? You know, I've been thinking I really want to hear IIE with the band. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think that would be amazing. Another thing that I asked her to do that she'll probably never do is do it again with the band. <gasps> well, you never know because she's been doing, I mean, Ash, right? Isn't he? See, and that's what I told her in the letter. I was like, think about how much fun Ash would have playing that song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got you to gotta get her in her soft spot. Yeah. But I love that song. That, that's my favorite cover of hers. Yes, absolutely. The studio? Yeah, the studio. That's yeah, what I meant. Not solo. I mean, the solo version was good, but it was just not the same. It's not the same. But it's got to have that drum beat. Are you nervous to be on the road again? I'm nervous about being on the road in Europe, and especially like in the smaller towns in Germany. Like Halle? Yeah. Halle. I don't know. I'm just nervous because I don't speak any German. Oh, I speak a little German. I think I speak, I think I speak enough to get by. We'll find it. Not like fast. Okay. But like slowly, I can get us by slowly, maybe. Okay. Maybe. And Michael speaks French, so we're good in Lyon. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like in Brussels, you'll be in Brussels and they speak French in Brussels. And like, I feel like there's going to be a lot of like the English speakers. I think it'll Mm -hmm. be okay, right? I remember when I went to Europe last time, I got along fine everywhere that enough people spoke English. Oh, okay. Yeah. This isn't your first time in Europe. This is my first time in Europe. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'm nervous. I'm scared. Don't be scared. I'll be there. I'm so excited, but I'm so scared. (laughs) I really am. I'm trying to hide it. I'm trying to mask it well. Oh, that was really funny. (laughs) No, I'm scared because, I mean, I've been, obviously I've been to the UK and I'm I'm not doing Edinburgh, which is like my favorite city in the world, which really, like, that sucks. And I've been to Dublin and I've been to London. Like, though, like. I feel like I can manage the UK fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the UK is fine. Yeah. Once we step out of, once we step into mainland Europe, that's when I want to start to get a little nervous. Um, I'm excited. Well, I've been to Brussels. You've been to Brussels? I've been to Brussels and I've been to um, Amsterdam. But never Germany. 
No, I've never been to Germany. I think all the rest of my shows are new places for me. Never Italy and never France. <laughs> wow. No, that's not true. I went to Paris. Oh, really? Is that where you? Is that where? You, that's not where you bumped into Tori in the bathroom. No, that was in the Dublin airport. Oh, okay. <laughs> So you have good luck. I want to hang out with you. I know. Yeah, I just want to follow you around. You can always hang out with me. I'm going to follow you into the bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk things like how are you preparing for tour? Tell the people how you prepare to spend. You're going to be spending, I guess, 11 or 12 days out of your house. How are you going to prepare? More than that, I'm going to London on the 1st and I fly uh, home on the 17th. Okay, so what do you do? Like how much are you taking? What stuff are you taking? Well, I'm really going to try to fit everything into a carry-on because I don't want to lug a big suitcase around on the train. And I did it before, but I feel like I have more stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I don't know. For some reason, it's really daunting to me. I'm really, really going to try to pack as lightly as possible. I cannot, like... The thing that's hard, though, is it's going to be cold. Do you think it's going to be that cold, though? I think it'll be cold. You think it'll be cold? I'm going to look up the weather. You carry on. Tell us Tell us something else you're nervous about. <laughs> and I'm going to look up the weather in Bremen on April 9th. <laughs> Let's see. I'm excited to see if there are going to be real live meet and greets. Mm-hmm. And part of me really thinks that there won't be, but I really want there to be. I agree with you. I really want there to be, but I still feel like this is wrapped up in like the same maybe insurance mm-hmm. or the same sort of pocket as the last tour yeah yeah especially because it was it's like these are makeup dates these are postponed dates i feel like they're like really going to probably try to protect them as much as possible (laughs) right yeah yeah you wouldn't have to cancel those for sure people would be pissed yeah can you imagine pushing these to 2024 don't even say that (laughs) no it's gonna happen this time it has to tour will not wobble finally (laughs) much wobbling but not anymore um, okay, the Bremen weather on April 9th is going to be from 51 degrees Fahrenheit to 60 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's, it's not oh, that bad. Nice. Yeah, 51 to 60. That's about what it's been here lately. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to take my puffy vest and my jacket, and then that's it. But you wear that puffy vest in the middle of August, too, so. That's true. You know, it's it's <laughs> actually, I had it surgically implanted upon my bosom. I was going to say, have I ever seen you yeah. without it on? No, I don't, I, don't think know. So. I don't think you have. I think when we shared a hotel room, you slept in I it, prob- didn't you? I think I did. <laughs> actually, I passed out. Um, actually, you might have. I think I did. I'm not lying. I think I did. Um, the thing for me is socks. I'm going to be taking, like, 14 pairs of socks i have so many fashion socks you know like i just want to oh yeah you are a sock person yeah so you can't repeat your socks i don't want to repeat the socks but i'm going to but i want to try to repeat the socks only with a new group of people like (laughs) the first 14 days and then the next 14 days and like try to match you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that no yeah. one sees the same socks twice. You're, that's a lot to keep track of. You know, I'm going to have to log who saw the socks, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> you need another spreadsheet. Um, okay. What else are you excited about? I know that you and Steve are going to the countryside. Is that what you said? Oh, we're going to go see some windmills out in the Dutch countryside. We're also taking like a canal cruise. <gasps> so are we. Oh, really? Yeah. In Amsterdam? Uh-huh. On the day off? Uh, the day after, I so think. So are we. The day after the two shows. Really? Shut up. That's funny. Yeah, it's got cheese and wine. So does ours. <laughs> <laughs> so does ours. Are we on the same boat? Oh my God, that would be wild. That would be so cute. That would be wild. That, what time? I, mean, I don't so actually funny. know what time ours is because Michael booked it, but I'm honestly, I swear to God, that's my most exciting part of the trip for me is that canal cruise. I can't wait. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I'm so, I'm looking so looking forward to that. I've never a really been on the water. B, I've never been in a canal. I've never been in a little canoe, which is what I'm assuming, or a little <laughs> rowboat, whatever. Never had wine on the water. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, it's going to be really nice. Oh and um, I think in Amsterdam, I looked up when flowers bloom. And I don't think the tulips are going to be blooming yet, but daffodils should be blooming. Mm. We're going to be elegant ladies looking at the daffodils. Yes, looking at the daffodils. We need parasols. Can we reenact that flavor visualette? You know, where she's like on the boat and she's got her hands up to her like brow and she's like looking. In a little oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we do that? What's she looking for? She's looking for the wine. She's looking for the wine and cheese <laughs> that fell into the canal. <laughs> she was drunk, as we will be. Yes. We're doing that canal cruise in Amsterdam on the day off, and then we are hopefully going to see a play called Blood Wedding that night. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, not that you... I really want to go to the Van Gogh Museum. (gasps) How much is that? I think it's only like 20 bucks. You know, we tried to book the Anne Frank House, literally just tried to book it, and it's already sold out that week that we're there. Oh, really? Yeah. Just cancel it. I know. Cancel the whole trip. The Last Supper is already sold out. We can't even see The Last Supper. What's the Last Supper? The Last Supper, like the, the painting? painting? Yeah, the painting. <laughs> oh, you have to get tickets to go see it? Yeah, I think so. I wasn't necessarily invested in that, but Michael texted me, the Last Supper sold out. And I'm like, oh, no. And now I want to <laughs> <I> go. <laughs> you know, Just because you can't. Yeah, because you can't. You know how that's like when you can't get in the front row, you want it more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not if you have second row. Yeah, I've got good tickets. What's your worst seat? Uh, including the U.S. or just Europe? Um, just Europe. Um, I think my worst seat is in Amsterdam, but I forget. I think I'm in, does that have letters? I think I'm in row H or something. Oh, that's not bad. It's really not bad. No, it's not bad. Is Steve coming to the show? I I got really, really lucky on my European tickets. No, Steve is not coming to the show. Do you want me to tell you about the one Tori Amos show he's seen? I, I remember, but tell the people, yeah. Um, so it was in 2007 in Santa Barbara, and Steve, my lovely husband, was escorting me around the state to see Tory shows because he's the best. And so while I was at the show, his plan was to like go out to a bar or something, but there's nothing to do at night in Santa Barbara. So he got bored and came back to the venue and he just walked in. Nobody even stopped him. (laughs) He just like walked straight into the auditorium or the theater and nobody said anything to him. He just walked straight in. And then he just stood in the back of the show and watched the show. I want that story to end with he just waltzed up to the front row and sat down, got his request and then left. (laughs) No, he hung out in the back. And then after the show, I was like, so what do you think? And he was like, hmm. And she played Alamo that night. I was like, she played my favorite song. And he's like, okay. Well, that's incredibly lucky. But maybe, I mean, if we can find him a good Amsterdam ticket, do you think he would go or no? He's just not into it. No, no, no. That's not going to happen. We don't want anybody there that doesn't want to be there no and that's why i don't understand why people drag their boyfriends to the show when they don't want to go yeah just go by yourself it's more fun agree make friends there mm-hmm. i kind of agree with you that i don't think meet and greets will happen but do you think like the set list will be the same like what are your thoughts on what the set's gonna be my thought is that yes most likely it'll be the same but i don't want it to be <laughs> <laughs> okay if you had to cut one song what would you cut devil's bane oh really Shame, shame, Saker. You'd keep Russia. Oh, yeah. I could get rid of Russia, too. I like Devil's Bane. We get rid of both. Devil's Bane helped me through a difficult time in my life. I love Edition of Light Divided, though. I could hear that every day. Me, too. And I want her to play it every show. Every show. 
that's one that I'm totally fine with her playing every show. Yeah, me too. Except for like that one show she didn't play that. That's that's maddening. To the me. one show that she cut it, I really noticed it too. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? What's going? Yeah, where's that song? Why'd you do that? <laughs> you forgot it. It ruined the stats. Yeah, it did. <laughs> really ruined. ruined. It. It's ruined. Okay, I'm gonna name things to do in Bremen since this is the Bremen episode. I feel like we should talk about Bremen a little. Why bit. did you put me on the Bremen? Episode? I don't know. It's the first opportunity I could because everything else has been recorded. <laughs> <laughs> last year we recorded them last year it's horrifying oh time flew by and you know how long it's been since tour ended like june that's surprising to me how much time has gone by since tour ended. really i feel like it's been about a year yeah to me it's that just right. flown by i think because for a long period of time i had two jobs and it was just like kind of like days were flying by so well for a long period of this time i've been really sick and i've been oh, at no. home not working so saker Hey, <laughs> I'm fine. No, don't do that, though. You can't I'm be fine. sick. You cannot be yeah, sick. Fine. I know. I'm going to have to be better. This, I think, you know, there's something about tour, I think, that sort of motivates you to, like, get better. Like, your body's like, oh, got to get yeah. ready. Got to be better. Got to get ready for tour. Yeah. <laughs> okay, since we don't know anything about Bremen, I'm going to play this little video that I found on YouTube. It's called Travel Bremen, What to Do and Where to Go from Travel Gruddle's YouTube channel. Roll it, Oliver. Germany is nearby and easy to reach. Welcome to Bremen, a historical Hanseatic city dating back more than 1200 years. With the impressive model ships in the UNESCO World Heritage Town Hall, the largest collection of German wines and the town musicians greeting you everywhere. We will be visiting the Virtul, which is the colorful and bohemian area, and we get lost in the small lanes of Schnoa. Let's explore. The first time I heard about Bremen is when I was a little kid and my mom told me bedtime stories. Of course, I am talking about the Tau Musicians of Bremen, written down by the Brothers Grimm. And even though they never actually arrive in Bremen according to the story, they are definitely here. Their most famous appearance is this bronze statue, erected in 1953. Holding both legs of the donkey brings good fortune. But holding only one leg, locals will say it's just one donkey shaking the hand of another. A good place to start exploring is the Market Square, the focal point of the city. You will find over 1200 years of history here, starting with the Cathedral of St. Peter, built in an early Gothic style in the first half of the 13th century. An old tradition demands that no other building may exceed the cathedral in height. In the middle of the square you will find Roland, landmark of the city and protector of its freedom. Legend says that Bremen will be free and independent for as long as Roland is on his watch. He is declared UNESCO World Heritage since 2004, together with the town hall. Both of them are just over 600 years old. And while the outside of the town hall is already very appealing, the inside is downright mesmerizing. In the upper hall, you will find the most carefully crafted details and four magnificent battleship models. Another funny story is about the decorations on the ceiling. Portraits of the kings from the 600 years before this building was created. 
The painter, of course, didn't know these kings in person, so he invited some relatives to model for them. If you ever dreamt of being remembered as a king, just befriend a painter. Right under the town hall, you will find the Ratskeller, with over 600 varieties of German wines. Yes, this is the largest collection of German wines anywhere in this world. You could still drink this wine, but the chance you ever will is very small. It's priceless now, and only the cellarmaster and the current mayor of Bremen are allowed to take a sip from it. Fortunately, there are also a lot of wines down here ready to be opened. Or enjoy a glass of wine in the restaurant upstairs. You can opt for one of these private little rooms, which are very charming and wonderfully decorated. Just a few steps away from the market square, you will find the Boetgerstrasse. A local coffee merchant began buying all the houses here at the beginning of the 20th century. He completely rebuilt everything into a mixture of Art Deco and brick-built styles. Now, this 110-meter-long lane is filled with shops, restaurants, museums and, of course, the famous Carillon. Next up is Bremen's oldest district, the Quarter of Schnur. It's home to some of the smallest alleys of this town, dating back to the 15th and 16th century. The name Schnur means string, which could refer to the making of ropes and cables here back in the day. Or it could be because the houses are lined up in a way they look like pearls on a string. It's the perfect place to take a stroll, take lots of pictures and get lost. Every now and then just leave the streets and take a little sneak peek in what's behind the front door. Hard work makes one hungry and fortunately Schnur is also home to a lot of very lovely restaurants and cafes. Like this lovely tea house. If I could take one place home with me, it would be this place. It's so picturesque with good tea and snacks, I just want to sit here all day long. Evening is approaching, so the last thing we need to talk about, of course, is food and nightlife. One of the most popular and lively areas is the Viertel, filled with cafes and pubs, together with galleries, theaters and movie houses. If you have time, definitely take a detour here and enjoy the street art you will find along the way. You will soon realize why this area is called the most colorful and bohemian part of town. Another recommendation for food is back on the Market Square where we started. At Market Hall 8 you will find flavors from all over the world. From Syrian to Korean, Vietnamese, you name it. Get different plates at different styles and just share. They have events on a regular basis as well, with live music or for example a coffee-themed market. And of course, you cannot leave Bremen without visiting Schlachte Embankment. Walk the promenade next to the Weser River and you will find beer gardens, antique and flea markets on certain days and riverboats that double up as a restaurant. It's the perfect place to end your stay in Bremen. 
Okay, I'm gonna name some Bremen things, and you tell me on a scale of one to ten whether you would do them if this were if you had like two days in Bremen, would you do these things? One being absolutely not, and ten being yes, of course, like on top of my list. Number one, okay. explore Bremen's historic Marketplatz. There's no better way to get to know a German town or city than making a beeline for the old market plots. Located in the old town and very much the beating heart of this historic city, the picturesque market plots is home to many of Bremen's top attractions. Hmm. It sounds like the best thing to do in Bremen, huh? That's the place to go. <laughs> so far. It's the first I'm one. Say like a, that sounds fun. Maybe like a seven. Okay, a seven. Okay, good. Okay, number two. Take a tour of Bremen Town Hall. Bremen Town Hall, also sometimes referred to as City Hall, is a beautiful brick Gothic structure located in the city marketplatz. Built in 1410, it's famous for its sumptuous Renaissance facade, added later in 1612. Well, I was going to give it a really low score, but if I'm already in the market class... <laughs> You're already there. You might as well. Might as well do it. So, seven? <laughs> you just give everything a seven. Seven. Seven's across the board. Okay. Wander through Bremen's medieval schnur quarter. The charming medieval district of Schnur, most commonly referred to as the Schnur Quarter, is named after the traditional rope-making trades that once flourished here. The oldest part of Bremen, it was once the poorest part of the city. And I have to I have to note that Schnur it might be the origin of the last name Schnur. Oh really? <laughs> sounds like it to me, Schnur. Yeah, it does sound like it. Uh, that sounds kind of cool. Um, would you be mad at me if I gave it a seven? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would be delighted. <laughs> seven. I say seven. Okay, the next one. See the Cathedral of St. Peter. The Cathedral of St. Peter in Bremen, known locally as saint petri Dom, dates from the 11th century, with later additions being made in the 13th and 16th centuries. Um, it's basically a cathedral. Well, I'm going to give that a ten because <gasps> I love cathedrals. Oh, you do? I do. Have you been to the cathedral? You know, the Irish cathedral? You know which one I'm talking about? The the Pele Church. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have been there. Oh, yeah. Did you eat na na in the back? No, I didn't. Oh. No, I sat on the steps and I listened to horses. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. You know, Holly sent me a video from the last trip where they went to the... I, I should play that at some point, but she sent me a video from the last trip where they went to the church and the bells were ringing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was gorgeous. But the bells were very clearly playing Beauty Queen. So it made me realize. Wow. It made me realize, like, I was suddenly thrust into this world of Pele that I had never really understood is that those bells go off every hour. So if they're recording and they're, you know, something's happening. They have to stop recording. They have to stop and wait for the bells. And so when you hear Beauty Queen played side by side with those bells, like the church bells, you realize, I think, in my opinion, that's what she's mimicking on the piano are those bells. Uh So it was really like, it was a haunting experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Way to go, Holly. You have to remake the horses episode so that you can put that in. That's why we pulled it. We pulled it off off all platforms. (laughs) We're redoing it. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's wild. And I like I sadly did not go to the Pele Church the last time I was there because I don't know, it was a little too overwhelming. I think it would have been for me at that time. Mm-hmm. But I want to go. It is very emotional. It was very intense for me to go there. I don't have that relationship with any other piece of media, like any record, any book. No. No. It's just that I took record. two little stones out of the driveway, like two little pebbles you from did. the driveway. You did? I did. Wild. Uh-huh. It was funny because I was there with Valerie, 
And I was like, would it be weird if I took two little rocks off the ground? And she opened up her hand and she had little rocks. <laughs> She's like, um, I don't know. Would it be? As she, <laughs> rocks falling from her breasts, her purse is filled with rocks. <laughs> you know, Valerie. She's like, I already got two handfuls. You want one? Uh, number five, Stroll, the Butcherstrasse. Now, the Bremen's narrow Butcherstrasse, transformed between 1926 and 31 into a street of museums, is one of the city's most popular tourist attractions. Although only 100 meters long, its many examples of unusual expressionist architecture make it tremendous fun to explore. Oh, yeah, that sounds cool. I do that at 10. 10? Okay, great. So cathedrals yeah. and museums. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I bet I know what you're going to give this one. The Schlachte. Another of Bremen's <laughs> must-visit districts is the Schlachte. The pleasant old town pedestrian zone follows the River Wesser's east bank and can trace its history all the way back to the 13th century. Named after the wooden piles, it looks basically like a canal in Amsterdam to me, to my untrained eye. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> as the shipping industry changed with larger vessels becoming the norm, this fell into disuse. Would you stroll the Schlachte? Sure, I'll give that like a seven or eight. Okay, great. What about Kunsthalle Bremen? The Kunsthalle, why are you laughing at my German accent? I can hear you. The Kunsthalle, located in the center of Bremen's old town, opened in 1849 uh, and contains numerous fine 17th century Dutch paintings, as well as many old German masters dating as far back as the 14th century. Yeah, I like museums. I've never been to anything that old. I, uh, you know, there's nothing that old. No. Yeah. I know. Would you go to number eight, Rhododendron Park and Mule am Wall? Bremen's 114-acre Rhododendron Park was established in 1933 and is a wonderful place to explore, whether you're a nature lover or a gardener. In addition to its huge collection of rhododendrons and azaleas, it is also home to the eight-acre Bremen Botanical Garden. I give that a 10. That's cool. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it looks amazing. We should... Oh, well, you won't be there. <laughs> if you were coming, we could stroll through there. <laughs> I love to go see flowers. It makes me think of my mom. What are your favorite flowers? Well, her favorite flower was a gardenia. Oh. So I have one of those planted. And then her other favorite flower was wisteria. And so I have a whole bunch of those in my backyard. Slay. What color? Wisteria or purple. Oh, they are. Or white. <laughs> I was just testing you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Finally, the Universum Bremen, which looks a lot like the Spodek. Do you remember the Spodek in, uh, I guess it's Poland? The... Oh, was that the one that was like a spaceship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This big orb. It's like this strange shape. Yeah, orb. yeah. So this picture of the Universum Bremen reminds me of that. And it's one of Bremen's newest attractions. Universum Bremen is also one of its most interesting architecturally. Built in 2000 and looking not unlike a large partially opened clam or a grinning whale, yeah. depending on where you're standing, the building was made from more than 40,000 metal tiles. It's a first-rate science center. Um, a recent addition to the attraction is... Ent Decker Park, which includes the Turm du Luft, a 27-meter tall tower with superb views of the area. It's just basically like a science thing with a variety of educational programs. Mm, that sounds cool. I'd probably be more likely to do it if I had my kids with me. Oh, yeah. So what do you give that? A five? Yeah, five. Five, okay. I don't like to give things low scores. Oh, I don't want to hurt Bremen's feelings. But, you know, heaven forbid Bremen <laughs> hears something about their universum. But you will tell Tori that you don't want to hear Devil's Bane. Okay. Finally, let's see. I'm going to take you to the last one. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Visit the German Maritime Museum in Bremerhaven. Located in Bremerhaven's <laughs> old harbor, a little more than 60 kilometers north of Bremen, the German Maritime Museum, which is the Deutsches Schifffahrtsmuseum, 
is a superb museum dedicated to the country's rich seafaring history. It's like old ships. (laughs) (laughs) I just went to New York and went on a boat there and did that. I feel like I'm... You're all shipped out. out. (laughs) We also went on... Oh, my God. We also went to the Titanic Museum. Oh, you so did? I'm kind of over boats right now. You're, you're overboated? I'm overboat. Overboat. Watch the boats go by. You know what I heard about the Titanic, <laughs> though? I have to tell you, since you're the only one I know who's ever been to the Titanic Museum. But the Titanic, I found out, I was watching TikTok. Do you watch TikTok? No. Well, this girl, she's like, <laughs> I'm a Titanic expert. And if you don't believe me, this is what I know. And she just went through this like list of facts. It was like a 10-minute video of facts about the Titanic and the fact that the Titanic Mm. that sank was actually a different boat it wasn't actually the Titanic that it was an insurance fraud that they sank a different boat they purposely sank the Titanic but it wasn't the Titanic they had built like two boats and the first boat that went out or something was like a different boat and that had gone it had gotten old and it was like on its last legs and they were supposed to sail the Titanic but they redubbed the first boat the titanic because they would be able to sink it and make money out of it and like get the insurance money and that's why a bunch of like famous politicians and a lot of people that were supposed to be on that boat suddenly and suspiciously pulled out of the trip like that day yeah it's like big conspiracy about the titanic interesting i don't know (laughs) you're not gonna weigh in what about all the people that died? No, no, no. That's all true. But it just was a different boat. It wasn't the Titanic. It was a different boat. No. You confused me. No, they built like <laughs> they built two boats or three. Well, then what happened to the second boat? The second boat like survived. So they killed the first boat, but they called it the Titanic. But it wasn't the Titanic. Anyway, this is not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. I'm going to tell you. And finally, since we're going to wrap up this Bremen episode, <laughs> I want to tell you the best restaurants in Bremen and tell me where you would eat dinner. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. These are the best, supposedly the best restaurants in Bremen. I'm just going to say the names and you just pick one just by your motherly intuition, your woman's intuition, okay. your woman's gold. Choose from your woman's gold which restaurant <laughs> you want to go to and then I'll tell you about it. There's the Standige Vertragung. There is the Spitzengebel. There is the mm. Bremer Ratskeller. There's Henry's Bar. There's Scharfrichter Lounge. And then there's Kaffee Mule and Schruter's. What was the second one again? Oh, the second one was Spitzengebel. Yeah, that's the one I want to go to. <laughs> you want to go Spitzengebel? Spitzengebel, yeah. Dating back as far as the 1400s, this building is the oldest and last of its kind in Bremen. Originally a townhouse, it was rebuilt in the Gothic style at the turn of the 16th century, and it derives its name Spitzengebel from a type of late Gothic gabling. Well, that sounds cool. They serve, um, oh yeah. This building stands just behind the main square in Bremen and is now home to a public house famous for serving schluck ut de lamp, translated as swig from the lamp. This tradition can be traced to the time <laughs> when the house served as the headquarters for the music group Verankton Klaviatreger. To conceal the fact that they were drinking at work, the piano men used to drink from a copper lamp distilled from a Swedish recipe that dates back. It's basically a bar. You would pick the bar that has no food. <laughs> I didn't pick Henry's Bar. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that would have been easy. <laughs> that is also a bar. It's a musical theater bar, though. Did you tell me all bars? Oh, am I on a bar page accidentally? I typed in food. <laughs> I'm on a bar page. <laughs> 
My Chrome is like, you must have searched wrong. That's not what you look for. <laughs> you meant bars. We know what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. It's like my Google settings. Um, pick a number between 1 and 50, because here's 50 best restaurants in Bremen. Um, Let's see. 23. Saker, tonight you are eating at... Bum, 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 a restaurant called Vengo di Gemusekuche. <laughs> Vengo is a vegan and vegetarian restaurant in the center of Vienna. Oh, this is not, this episode is trash. <laughs> We're all over. <laughs> We're all over everywhere. Saker, I can't wait to see you. When you get to London, what's your first thing you're going to do? Probably take a nap. I don't know. I'll check into my hotel and see what you're doing. Oh, cool. Do you have, like, what's your phone plan like? How do you manage your phone stuff when you're going from country to country? I'm having trouble. Well, last time I bought, like, this upgraded international plan for, like, two weeks, and it was, like, 30 bucks or something like that. Oh, really? I don't know if I'll do that again or not. Do you have, who do you have? Mm-hmm. Verizon? T-Mobile. T-Mobile. Oh, so do I. So they have, a, like, a two-week plan? It was either 10 days or two weeks or something like that. And it was like 30 bucks and it made your calls for free and gave you better service. You could dial out? Yeah. Oh, wow. You know what, though? I had to call a British airline the other day to fix one of my flights. Uh And the call cost me $27. (gasps) And I didn't even realize it was going to cost me until I got my bill. And I was like, what the hell? I talked to Michael. I called Michael in Canada one time and we talked for 10 minutes and it was $30. I think that's about how long I was on the phone. Yeah. It's about 10 minutes. Yeah. T-Mobile was like $3 for international calls per minute. I had no idea. Yeah. Ridiculous. So that's why I, I, what I've learned is that if you have Google voice on your phone, this is just mm-hmm. something that can save you some money is that you have Google voice. If you have Google voice on your phone, you put like credit in your Google voice, just dial with Google voice or dial with Skype because it's like pennies like to call out from those apps mm. but now like mm-hmm. yeah if you call on t-mobile internationally and you're at home just facetime audio because that's on wi-fi that's what i've learned have FaceTime. what oh because you have an iphone well i know i'm not cool that's okay well thank you everybody for listening to this most interesting episode <laughs> where we interviewed saker who's not even going to the city we're talking about but you know what saker <laughs> you're welcome here anytime in this space well i have fun are you playing wills and wants uh I'm always really nervous doing it the first show. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, are we allowed to just say, like, Cornflake Girl? Oh, yeah, the and... first show's open. The first show's open. And here's the thing. Wills and Wants, I've, I've realized they're changing this tour, at least our uh, game, is that instead of making it a whole tour-long game, we are making it city by city. So... Anybody who gets a golden four in any city gets put into a drawing at the end and one person wins it all. So you can play one night, you can play all the nights, and it's going back to Twitter and Instagram. We cut the app. The app was a pain in my ass. <laughs> so the app is gone. That app was awful. How dare you? <laughs> we tried. It just it would it was an amazing idea. Yeah, yeah. And if it had worked well, it would have been absolutely amazing. It just was so buggy. It was buggy. It was very buggy. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, we're doing it on Twitter now and Instagram with the hashtag Tory Tour WW and we'll figure it out, but we'll link it to our page, our main page, songswithtoryamus.com. And if you get a golden four, then you get thrown into a prize pack drawing. Isn't that great? What if nobody gets a golden four? Oh, that's what I was afraid you'd ask because I don't have that figured out yet. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's the ones, maybe it's the person who gets the highest each night. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that. 
but then you might have a lot of ties too. Oh, it's going to be tricky. It's going to be tricky. Maybe we should cut the game and just go have fun. No. No. <laughs> no, because it's fun for people who aren't there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it keeps you, yeah. Because I'm not going to be at the first four shows or whatever, and I'm going to be like, I want to play Wilson Wants. Yeah, when I'm not there, I want to play. Okay. It makes you feel like you're kind of involved or something. Yeah, I agree. So we're looking for a game master out there. If you're if you're sitting at home and want to be our game master, help us out. Text me. Oh, and if you want to buy Saker's fifth row Bremen ticket or fourth row Lyon ticket, message us on Instagram and we'll connect you with Saker. Thank you. And with that, Saker, tell people where they can find you on Facebook. My name Saker Hines. <laughs> Saker Hines. That's me on Facebook. Saker Hines. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you.
Tour All Night is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information or links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoryamus.com.